All right, it's here. We did it. We got all snazzy and professional made a podcast, didn't we? I'm Kylie Dixon, and a few years ago, I was sick of feeling alone, overwhelmed, and anxious about my business. In particular, managing my business on social media. So I founded the Northern Last Lounge, which started as a little community of Northeast business women just looking for help, support, and a bit of like-minded banter. That community is now a thriving network of badass female entrepreneurs. So join me each week as I invite these inspiring guests to come and chat whilst lounging with the lasses. Hi, Kylie Dixon here. Um, episode two. We made it at episode two. It's happening. It's a thing. And um, yeah, founder of the Northern Last Lounge. And I'm still pinching myself to understand how I'm here and it's why I'm recording this episode called I'm a Pit Yacker. Uh, the reason I'm called it I'm a Pit Yacker is, well, that's what I am. And as you get noise and as you get to listen to how I speak and I interact and I talk to people, you'll, you'll find out that although I have suffered with immense imposter syndrome and other things, which I'll touch on throughout this episode, um, I'm very authentic and I'm me and I, I no longer hide behind who I am. And I've, I've, I've struggled with that, I have, and it's not until I've found what I really believe I've been here and put on this place to do that it's one of the most valuable lessons I've ever been taught was to believe in where you've come from and I'm from a little town in Seam and I want to tell you all about how I got here this isn't edited and I'm not really I've got no idea where I'll go when I start talking to you but I think it's important and this is something I talk about all the time is to share your story and where you've been from because that's how people really do connect with you um and I've got some notes written down I'm sat here in my little studio insane called mushy heights which we'll get on to but <laughs> we will get on to that so hold that thought um but yeah i am a pit yacker and i no longer try and put an accent on i know no longer try to pretend that i'm i wasn't brought up in a little mining village and that's what a pit yacker is so i'm from a little mining village in the northeast of england called same as i mentioned and this is really a, a, an explanation, a, a bit of a thought process of how I came from working in a bank to now running two different, completely different businesses, mostly on social media, and why I'm sitting pinching myself about having a podcast. So lounging with the lasses, how, how, how are we here? What, what, what is this? So I'll set the scene for you a little bit. Um, I'm sat in my studio, Mushy Heights, as I said, it's a, it's a little square box in my garden, in my little house in Sam. And <laughs> I am looking out of the window at my house and my son, who is 13 year old, is, has just, he's actually just came in and, and you'll find that as you watch us on social media, I'm on, I'm on there quite a lot. <laughs> and as you hear some of the stuff that I record, I'm often interrupted. I'm often interrupted, but time is of the essence. And, you know, 
until I have a huge team of production people around us, I, I ain't got time to go back and edit stuff. So hopefully this is going to make complete sense to you. But he has just popped his little head in and I said, I'm recording a podcast. I did stop it at the time. I thought I can't keep doing this because no doubt someone else will rock in along the way. Um, so he's gone in and my husband's in there. So that's that's my that's my family. You've got my husband, Gary, and me, my little boy, um, JP. And my two cats, my two other lads. I live in a house of lads. So my two little cats, they feature quite a lot um, in my life. You've got Jon Snow and you've got King Louis the Fourteenth, the Bengal, the maniac, the nutter that we, uh, it was a lockdown by. And lockdown features quite a lot in this story. It's something that has, has brought quite a lot of positives in my life. So yes, let's go back, go back to where this all really started I've had a bit of a crazy life um so yeah I worked in a bank for 18 years um uh, started off as a advisor in the call center it was a stopgap I initially went to university to do fashion fashion design I've always known I've, I've been creative I've always been fascinated by the art music creativity and I, I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer Went to fashion university, didn't like it. Met a lad, as you do, and left and then had a, a stopgap in Barclays and needed some money, didn't I? But I've got this um, this ability to, oh, is it an ability or a want? I think it's more of a want to, to do really, really well. Um, I've got a very competitive nature, but it's not necessarily against other people. It's more so against myself. <clears throat> and I naturally did well. I did well at, at the bank. It took us 18 years. I loved my job there. Um, but there was always something about um, not feeling that that was what I was meant to do. And I know that sounds corny, all right, but there was just something, although I loved the people, I loved the time I had there. I met I met my husband there, I met Gary there. Um, there was just something missing and I go back to what I've mentioned about imposter syndrome. So I, I've suffered with this throughout my life, as I've said. But there was there was someone in particular. Um, I was mentored and coached by some fantastic, fantastic mint people in the bank um, who are good friends still to this day. And a, a good few of them, after the first person said there is, you've got to believe in who who you are, like. If you feel that this isn't where you should be, then you've got to follow that and you've got to look into that and you've got to learn it. Or you've got to create an environment environment that helps you to grow your natural ability. All right. And that was creativity. So 2019, I was offered, um, it didn't happen very often, but I was offered me redundancy after 18 years. And I... I knew, I kind of knew straight away that I was going to take that redundancy. Um, it was a risk. It was a well-paid job. Um, I was probably the highest, I think I was, the highest breadwinner at the time. I mean, Gaz always seemed to have this competition going on because he's very competitive as well. I always seem to have this competition going on where we see who's got the highest salary. <laughs> we always did it. Ridiculous. Um, and I think I was the highest earner at the time. So it was a big cut. And but he supported us. 
and um, we obviously had money behind us because I was given a, a package when I left. But I knew that there was a risk involved and I had like a, a timing of how, how long I had to, to make a success of whatever it is I was going to do. I knew it was going to involve art. I was already still doing bits and pieces of art. Um, while I was at the bank, I did do a part time degree in fine art and I managed to, to graduate, which was a, a great success. I'm really proud of that. Um, but I never really knew what I was going to go on to do dabbled with potentially going on to be an art teacher, but um, I was told, I was I was put off by lots of friends <laughs> who were in that that job now and, and for various reasons just said, don't do it, or it's really difficult, it's really challenging, and, and, and I, I won't hide away from challenging or difficult situations, as you will learn to, to know uh, or learn to realise, but a lot of them said it's not about... Uh, the children it's there's a lot of politics paperwork etc so i thought right okay artist come on then what we're going to do well, i'm actually sitting in me looking around at my studio walls and i've got them filled with all the different pieces of art that i've done um and i knew i wanted to be something more design or create something really different and i didn't know what that was I've always been a little bit eccentric, a little bit out there. The way I dress, Gaz, my husband, often tells us that I look like I've walked out of a jumble sale. <laughs> Actually, yesterday, yesterday I put my clothes on and half the time, I mean, I'm not about matching my colours or anything like that. I've actually sat, I'm sat here now with a top covered in mushrooms um, and I get tagged in mushroom clothes and items. I'm, I'm drinking my coffee out of a mushroom mug. Um, and uh, yesterday, I put my clothes on. He just turned around and he went, what, what are you doing? You look like you're dressed. Why are you dressed as Woody off Toy Story? I think I've been called Super Gran or <laughs> other various things. He's like, yeah. He says when I walk down the street, um, people in the, the charity shop start twitching and they're like, oh, here she comes. She's going to come in. I love it. I love a good bargain. And, you know, clothing's clothing. Just put on what, what, wear what you want to wear. That's what I say. Have colour hair, what you want to, whatever you want. And, and this comes through throughout my whole story as well. It does. So, yeah. And this is, right, I tell this now in schools because I go into schools and we'll get onto that as well. I tell this story to all the children that I meet now. Um, and I tell them to the to the lasses in the lounge as well. I think we all know my backstory now. And it's it's a strange one. But <laughs> everything I've done uh, throughout my business, short business life, by the way, I only started business in August 2019. Um, it's been inspired by mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> mushrooms. And I cannot tell you how much I owe to the shroom. <laughs> so I was walking around in a forest local to me. There's lots of Danes and gorges and um, forests and woodlands around where I live. And I was literally walking around, wondering what on earth I was going to do. A bit overwhelmed, a bit anxious about me. me where my life was going, what my business was going to do, what my art was going to do. And I looked down and I saw literally hundreds, maybe thousands of mushrooms, like hundreds of them. And I never, I'd never really thought about it before. And I've 
clearly seen mushrooms out in the wild before but I just looked down I was like whoa what <laughs> where's all of these and I felt like I didn't want to stand on them anyway I started googling it and I thought as you do you get your phone out I mean I think I was listening to a podcast or something at the time and then um, <laughs> I got me my phone out and started giving it a goog and I found out that spotting mushrooms in the wild is a symbol of positive change new beginnings and hope especially in old English folklore. Now, I love out like that, me. I'm right in there, like, folklore and history, like little stories from in the past. I'm all about fantasy and magic. And I just thought, wow, this is something. And I, and I went, I slept on it. And as I'm learning, <laughs> I'm starting to realise now, lots of my ideas come to us in my sleep. And I woke up and I went, mushrooms, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. And guys went, what? I went, my business is going to be called Mushroom Marvellous. And every single thing that I do, I'm going to hide a little mushroom in it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint a mushroom. And that's what happened. My business, Mushroom Marvellous, uh, was born. And... I now have hundreds of pieces of artwork in people's homes and every single piece that I create has a little mushroom in it. And the lounge, the Northern Last Lounge, um, has been built around a few different things and I've got some things noted down here, but one of them is social media and the interviews that I'm going to carry out throughout this series I'm going to be asking specifically about some of the challenges and some of the situations that us business lasses have gone through on social media. And I'd kind of dabbled with different, different crazy ideas that I'd had with social media, business pages. So I kind of knew how, how it worked very, very early, early on. Like I, I, I'd had no training, I had no support about it I just thought right I need a business page and I knew I wanted to do it on social media because I had the confidence at going live and talking to people because I've done it before I dabbled with different business ideas and that's when I started to really share and, and saw the value in sharing parts of what I was doing bringing people on a journey on how I am being an artist and doing what I'm doing from my house and reaching people through social media and various other things. So it, it kind of started off with a, this is my business and this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna share it with you. Um, and I found how valuable that was. And I, I, I started to become really successful. People were, were starting to see Mushroom Marvelous as an actual brand. Um, yes, I got, got ridiculed, I got trolled, I've been reacted to in many different ways. And you know, if I'm being honest, my reactions were probably questionable in the early days and before my business on social media, but I've learned from that and I've seen the potential you can have on social media. I've got a love-hate, I think everybody has a love-hate relationship with Facebook, Instagram, social media. It's it's taken over people's, people's worlds, people's lives, and you can't avoid it. And it, it is a bit of a risk not to have some element of social media um in your business because or else I would have certainly walked away but I've found so many positivities and and I've I've connected with so many people it without it I wouldn't be doing this here now today 
So I learned about the Facebook business page, smashed it, boom, started going. I can't believe I've just said the word boom because that's not even in my vocabulary. But I've said it. And um, every every week I'd go live, I'd learn how to tell my story, I'd learn how to interact. People would come watch and I was like, right, there's something in this. So I went on Instagram. I had no clue what I was doing on Instagram, by the way. Um, went and listened to various experts, did bits of training here and there, took from it what I thought worked, tested stuff out. And I kid you not, I grew a, a huge following. You know, a thousand people on Instagram for a small business owner is, is a big following in a short space of time. And I learned that doing it in a certain way where you're speaking to the right people in the right way about the right things and you're not just sell, sell, selling, um, sharing value, sharing your story, being consistent, you know, all those things that you hear all these influences I'm seeing with them, um, fingered hyphen, fingered speech marks in the air, um, who tell you that you've got to do. And I thought, right, okay, something in this. So successfully, yeah, and, and it came from 2019, August, and then we got into the weirdness of the world me the weirdness unfortunately the pandemic hit um in march and i was absolutely devastated because i was starting to get momentum with people interested wanting me art i had great demand i was starting to build up income where i was i was providing enough money to cover half of the bills and as long as the bills are paid, I just thought, you know, happy days. That, that, that's all I want to do. Bills paid. My son's looked after. Me and my husband can go on the odd holiday here and then. We've got a roof over our head. Fantastic. And then the pandemic hit. And I think I went through like a couple of weeks of complete shock, disbelief, as everyone did, right? I'm not sitting here saying I was like the victim. There were so many people in such a worse off situation than me. But I just thought, you know, I've, I've built this up over such a short space of time. Now, nobody is going to want to buy my artwork. Art, at the end of the day, is a want, it's not a need. And I didn't think that this would be a need. And so I thought, right, OK, what skills have you got? And I thought about what I'd learned. People like to be educated. Um, and I thought about my situation at home. I was homeschooling. GP was 11 at the time and it was very, very challenging in the house. Um, we were working from home. Daz had like all of his computers and everything all over the desk. I was still really learning how to run a business. Um, so I was still 24 seven in my business. And I just thought, right, I can, can I help these people at home, these families who are in the same situation? So I set up a Facebook group, never didn't know anything about them. But I thought, right, I've got a skill. People are wanting to do things at home because there was no homeschooling, was there then? Like there was no kind of structure around it. Like the, the schools hadn't certainly given people stuff to do. It was over the summer as well. So I started doing online classes like or online art competitions where I'd go live into my group. Um, my group I named The Magical World of Mushroom Marvellous. So it was all linked to me, to me art business. And I completely pivoted from what I was doing with me, me paintings. And I started to become a, a bit of a, 
a positive place, a positive community for families to go and take resources and get and feel like they're not alone um, and use what I was showing them, what I was doing on a daily basis with um, different art techniques. And then more and more people started joining and I was like, oh, okay. And I found something that it could get me teeth into, which stopped us from worrying and stressing about the fact that I thought my business was going to fail. Um, and then I had an idea. Because I was interacting with so many families and children on a regular basis, I started to think about these characters, all inspired from mushrooms. And the people in my community were like, why don't you write a book? I was like, I've never written a children's book before in my life. Could give it a go, I suppose. And so I wrote book one, in cap in the nethers. And fast forward to Christmas of that year, it sold out of its first copy. Um, I was in the media, um, I was on radio shows, people wanted to interview us, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> and here I am now, I'm about to write book three. But I'm one of these people who I can't just stop at having one thing to do. I absolutely love working. I love being busy. Um, I've got one of these minds that if I'm sat still, I get more anxious sitting still. Yeah, so I wasn't even going to record this podcast until a week or so before we launch it in February, but I just thought, just do it, do it. You're sat here, you haven't got much to do. Come on, let's work. It's a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> People just get used to us working all the time. And um, I just thought, right, this has been successful. Along the way, I'd, I'd found a good few, like you're talking in the... Oh, hundreds of people who would pop up all of the time on my social media and by this time we are 100% locked in the house okay so everybody's on social media every bit of communication was either a message a video call <clears throat> so I, I kind of had a community of people who were in my phone and so many of them were asking how have you how do you do this in linking with their businesses um, how do you do this? How does Instagram work? How does how does a Facebook page work? How do you keep yourself more? So many different questions, and also people offering to support us with why don't you do like uh, reading online? Why don't we do some kind of event when we get out and about? It was just amazing how many people came together when they are similar to yourself, or they're invested, or they're, they're interested in what you're doing or you've impacted them in some way, or you've inspired them, or you've educated them, or you've given them some sort of value. And I thought, right, I'm going to set another group up here. And this is when the Northern Last Lounge was born. Uh, a big, big part of it was, I knew how lonely it can be running your own business. I had stepped out of a very, very active, busy fast paced environment right in a call center and I'd stepped into absolute silence 
and it was very very hard to adjust but the feeling of how alone you can be thinking that all the thoughts in your head the overwhelm you get the anxiety that you feel um and anxiety will come up quite a lot because i i do suffer from anxiety i i don't mind sharing that um and i've suffered from anxiety specifically linked to social media and some people might think because i nearly had a breakdown because of social media and it, it was all down to the fact that i did not know how to manage it i didn't know how things worked and because i've got such a practical brain i didn't know how to get from a to b okay but now and you might go well, why why are you doing all of this why are you running a, a community that supports businesses with social media it's because I learned and I went out of my way to go and find out as much as what I could in my time. I researched, I spoke to experts, as the, as people call them. I spoke to influencers. Um, I got myself right in front of people who I could ask questions about, questions to and find out. And then I went and tested stuff. You know, I tried stuff out on Instagram. I tried stuff out on Facebook. I dabbled with TikTok. I dabbled with LinkedIn, you know, and... I worked out lots and lots of strategies in my head and I just thought, you know, everything I've learned from sharing, giving value, um, bringing people together in a community, why not do this for the people who are crying out for help at home? So the Northern Last Lounge was born um, and people had seen us on social media and started off with trickles of people coming in from different networking of groups that I'd, that I'd been part of and you know different communities where they'd see me little head popping up about my books and my stories and my art and this crazy mushroom woman and this is when the lounge just started it just went crazy it went crazy I, I, I went in and I'm always as I say completely 100% honest and I went in I remember the first day I went live in there and I just went Right, hello, <laughs> hello everyone. I think we reached about 300 people in the first week. Hello everyone. Um, I don't really know what I'm doing here, but let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And now we're going into two years. The Northern Last Lounge will have been set up. Two years in June, I believe, yeah. We're almost, well, we're, we're over 2000 members. I keep saying almost but no we're over 2000 members now um it's a private community and all that i've done in there and this 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 is something that's really important all i've done is share what i'm doing and i've realized i'm really good at bringing people together and making them feel like they're part of something i've done a couple of talks now um like a guest spots at certain digital events about communities on Facebook and one of the most positive things you can get out of social media is the power of meeting people and I know it sounds really I'm like three four years ago if someone said to me the power of connection I would have been like what are you talking about but it is so so true I've seen women in there completely turn around their confidence, um, the way that they tell their story, um, the way that they have kind of um, sent their business on a direction where it would never have went. 
and it's just fascinating fascinating to watch and the practical way that me and my team yes I've got a team now which, which again is just crazy um the way that me and my team share our bits of knowledge it's it's practical it actually tells you how you can get from A to B in a practical way um so you've got training in there you've got um I do I do one-to-one -one coaching I do weekly coaching where I go in and I talk about things. Last week I was talking about music and the power of music in the workplace and how it can really, really lift you up and give you the most productive week ever, which certainly happened with me. Um, we also give it to members who are really active and supportive in there and we, we give them a space to come and promote their own business. And there's, there's, there's a few milestones that I've, I've hit here. Obviously, today, this milestone is, is the podcast. Like why, why, did, why did I decide to do a podcast? I remember writing down, when I first started business, I wrote down, because I've always listened to podcasts. I think they're, they're a brilliant way of learning while you're doing something else. And the more that I've been in business now, the more I've realised that time is so, so precious time is actually more valuable than money as far as I'm concerned I'm not driven by money at all as, as I said at the beginning if my bills are paid then happy days my husband however completely different he is driven by money which can be a bit of a dicey situation at times when you know and I'm clutching about for bits of money here and there but anyway the business grows and and you know it gets it gets more and more positive all of the time um, but yeah, I, I wanted to do a podcast because it helps you do something at the same time as doing something else. Could be the ironing, could be, I don't know, painting the walls, it could be, or it could be doing your business or falling asleep on a night like me or at the gym. So lounging with the lasses um, is here and we bring to you lots of honestly you're gonna love it you're gonna absolutely love it and we're gonna do it in a way that is totally different it's gonna be very unscripted it's gonna be a bit of a well it's exactly what it is you're lounging with the lasses i'll probably start off the first few few weeks um of interviewing some guest speakers and we'll, we get them to to apply to be on the show um, we were inundated when we first we said we were going to release this um, and that just is testament to show you what we're actually doing here. Um, so this is the, the first milestone and, and then my aim is to get guest guest interviewers, interviewers, is, it, is that the word? Guest interviewers onto the lounge couch, virtual I say, however hold that thought because next year I, it is my mission to get a physical lounge imagine that um and i want to bring guest interviewers on each week so that we can have a, a bit of a three-way conversation with me and some of the lounge legends as i call them that those are my team and you'll you'll get to learn who those are over the coming weeks maybe get some guest spots on it we'll get them on i'll interview them um yes so that, that that's how the podcast is going to go but first milestone Another milestone that I, I need to talk about when it comes to the lounge is Christmas, last Christmas. Um, and I had to stand up and somebody actually whispered in me, even went, look at what has is happening in front of your eyes. And I, I very rarely, I'm one of these people who I don't stop, 
enough to go, look what you've done. I don't. Um, and I organised, and not me personally, but our team, um, put together a Christmas uh, lunch and 50 local businesses, local business women came together and we just had an amazing afternoon where we we got to meet each other. Ah, there were there were lasses who came who were so scared and so nervous. And it was just brilliant to see them come out of their shells, overcome huge confidence issues and be part of something. I keep keep saying being part of something. People love to feel like they're part of something. I don't like the, the feeling that I had when I was alone. People don't like to feel alone. Like they don't naturally want to be alone. And this is what the lounge is all about. Yes, we provide resources. Yes, I do coaching. Yes, I design training, all interlinked with planning, social media, Facebook, it's all of it, right? But if you really look into it, it's about being part of something. And I needed to share that now uh, to a, a wider audience. And I wanted to give back to these lasses an opportunity for them to come and share their experiences. So each week when, when I interview them, um, we're going to talk about their backstories. I'm going to talk about um, their businesses, obviously, but also some of the struggles that they've had, specifically managing a business on social media. I went through an awful, awful time. Um, and if I can help, one single person not feel like I did when I almost had a breakdown because of social media, then I'm winning and I've won. And I want to share this, these, these last stories with everyone. And if they can then impact one other person, because there'll be somebody who you can relate to who comes onto this podcast at least one of the weeks, um, then again, we're winning. And, and it's just a ripple effect that's going to keep going and keep going. So, yeah, that was me, a pit yaka in Siam. And uh, I hope it made sense. Whoa, don't forget to keep updated with me, Kylie, and the team lounging with the lasses. Hit that subscribe button and it would be awesome if you could leave us a review. You can also join this cracking community of business women on Facey, Facey Bookie. Search the Facebook groups for the Northern Lass Lounge, answer the membership questions, and then you'll read in amongst it, lass. Ta-ra!